Hey, this is Primavera Barone with Choices Powerful Mindset Coaching. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure sciences to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. Today I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Primavera Baron. Primavera is a graduate of Ashmead College of Massage in Tacoma, Washington. After graduating, she began her career working at a physical therapy office and continued her education to become a certified advanced medical massage practitioner. Primavera has had the pleasure of working with chiropractors, physical therapists, and wellness professionals all across the country. And we'll get into that in a little bit because that story's phenomenal. With 15 years of experience and working with thousands of clients, she had been able to understand and customize the needs of her clients to create a Zen-like therapeutic approach to their treatments, always making sure her clients feel safe, listen to and get the results they are asking for. Her mission to provide the best service with professionalism, competence, and fun to create the best experience possible. Prima, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I am beyond, beyond excited to have you here. I know you've got a crazy schedule. I know that you, uh, spend an immense amount of time or invest an immense amount of time in yourself and in your business. And thanks for carving out the time for us and for our listeners. Absolutely. So talk to me, you went to massage school, how long ago? 15 years ago? 16 years ago. 16 years ago. What made you decide to get into massage? People have always been, um, I guess a passion for me. I love talking to people. I love, um, I have a natural gift, I guess, of connecting deeply with people. Mm -hmm. I'm not really like the surface level kind of, you know, chit chat. And it flowed natural working one-on-one -on -one with people. 
and I got to get to know them. And then the second layer of working on their body, it just all made sense for me to go into massage. Mm -hmm. So then when you went to massage school, after you graduated, did you go the direction of working as an employee in someone's office? Or did you go the direction of starting your own business? I went employee route. Okay. And how was that? What made you decide to, to invest all that money in yourself and then jump in as an employee? Well, at the time, my ex-husband's job, uh, we moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't city to city, it was state to state. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, I was like, okay, I can do this. I enjoy doing it, working with people. And I can take it wherever I go. And that was a big one, being able to, you know, move to a new state and kind of hit the ground running because I'm not one to sit around and you know, I don't really watch much TV. I like to go and, you know, be on my toes. Mm -hmm. so that's really the thing. I didn't want to sit around and wait for anything. I wanted to go. I wanted to get moving. Gotcha. So what was it like moving around on a continual basis and finding yourself kind of like starting over all the time? At first, it was terrifying, to be quite honest. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big introvert. So, you know, growing up, I grew up in Whittier, California. Um, you don't really leave your five mile radius. And as a young 19 year old picking up and first moving to upstate New York, where I'd never even seen snow before. I mean, that was a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, it was it was scary at first. And then I realized I just have to get out there. This is my lifestyle. You know, I can't just rely on phone calls back home to get me through. Mm -hmm. um, I took one little wiggly step to uh, meet people at a time. <laughs> <laughs> like a little baby deer learning to walk again. Just like, oh gosh, I'm nervous, but whatever, I'm going to keep going. Nice, yeah. nice. So then, so you, you found yourself relocating on a continual basis because of the relationship that you were in back then. And being an introvert, digging in and finding new clients and finding new places to hang your shingle and your license and, and get a job. Like most people, did you end up dealing with the itty bitty shitty committee on how am I going to break into this? How am I going to do this? Or did it just, did you just dig in and make it happen? No, itty bitty shitty committee was definitely there. My first job at the physical therapy office was, I mean, I'm working with people that just had surgery about to go into surgery. I had to write, um, you know, there's workers comp. So I had to write letters to lawyers and, you know, sometimes to doctors. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is, this is a lot. And I wanted to quit like for the first, I don't know, three months I'd be driving to work. Like, Oh my gosh, I don't know about this, but I just, I just kept moving forward. I, I, I think I don't really allow myself to take the other road of just giving up mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. it's what I want. And even though I'm a little nervous or I have that little fear going on, I just, manage to push through it. And on the other side of that is, you know, amazing life. Mm -hmm. The physical therapy office, my God, I learned so much. Um, the physical therapists were always there to teach me and guide me. And it was an amazing step for me. 
Mentorship's very, very important whenever you're growing and evolving. So, so you, you brought up two things that I want to touch on, because I'm sure that there are a lot of listeners out there that are introverts. And I'm also sure that there's a lot of listeners out there that are extroverts that don't understand introverts. So as, as an introvert, how, how was that a tool that you learned to work for you? And how was that a hindrance that sometimes possibly impacted your ability? It works for me because of the one-on-one aspect of the kind of work I do. Mm -hmm. I, in the past until recently, I was really uncomfortable around group settings and um, just being around too many people. It's overwhelming. I I get drained really easy. Uh, So being able to work one-on-one and with massage, I'm massaging all day long. So I'm able to manage my energy much better than if I'm in like, you know, an office where I'm constantly around people. So that definitely served me well. Um, how it didn't serve me well, was that your question? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. It keeps me in my comfort zone a little too often. Mm, that's a yeah. good point. It's, it's like, oh, this is my comfort zone. I don't want to take that step out. So it takes, it takes some uh, brain power to get out of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so then that will lead me to another question, which will lead me to coming back and circling back to the second question I wanted to ask you. So I know that there came a point in your career where you moved from being an employee to an entrepreneur, you had just decided, you know what, I'm ready. And you stepped off and made it happen. So can you share with our listeners through that process? Because, you know, I know, I know with, with what happened with the pandemic and a lot of companies downsizing, a lot of people finding themselves stuck or, or needing to generate some sort of income operating activity. I think your journey in that decision-making process can really help some people. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one because, I mean, I'm a student of yours and um, during, you know, the first four-day training, I learned a lot about myself um, to where it was undeniable that I was keeping myself in a place where I was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no denying it. And um, I mean, it's, it's hard to say what clicked at that time because there was a lot of realizations. Um, however, it was the best decision I've ever made. Um, the biggest thing is the empowerment that comes from doing what you want to do and nice. knowing you can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, after I gave my notice at the office, like, it was uncomfortable, but I was standing taller because I stood up for myself mm. and just going for it. It was, it was a, <laughs> a very interesting time to say the least. I remember one of the first conversations we had when you did that, you had shared with me that your first month in your transition, you made more working for yourself than you did as an employee. Yes. How did I, you make that happen? Networking. And being an introvert, that <laughs> that was going to be the question I asked. Yes, it was a big challenge. 
but I had so much more confidence standing up for myself and mm-hmm. doing what I wanted. That was huge for me. Nice. So yeah, it was uncomfortable to get out at network, but at the same time, it was right. It felt mm-hmm. right. And just that, kind of, I don't want to say newfound confidence because I've always been a confident person, mm-hmm. but a higher level of confidence. There was a big difference. Agreed. And and I, I, I have to ask this because, you know, I've built two seven-figure businesses, 100% from word-of-mouth marketing and networking. I've built multiple six-figure businesses from the same environment. And I, too, am a fellow introvert. I just also so happen to be an international speaker and trainer. So... <laughs> So everybody comes up to me and goes, there's no way you're an introvert. And I'm like, yeah, I really am. I I really am. So I'm curious, being an introvert, how'd you get out there and network? Just did it. I no longer bought into the excuses Mm. and the lies that I was telling myself. Which were what? Um that I'm going to look dumb. I feel stupid. What if I don't know what to say? I'm awkward. But I'm like, okay, whatever. You have an awkward moment. Like you laugh at yourself when you trip and fall in public. Why can't you do the same (laughs) in a setting like that? It's the Mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. Like just roll with it. So that, that takes me back to the second question I wanted to ask you a few minutes ago. You had made a statement, you learned how to avoid the road of giving up. Can, mm-hmm. you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I think that's one of the biggest problems as to why so many solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business owners, don't achieve their dreams, why they don't make it, why they, I'll use the F word, why they fail. And that's because they give up too soon. They give up, period. So so can you elaborate on avoiding that road of giving up? Well, the F word, the fail. When you know that it's just feedback, mm-hmm. that fear goes away. At least it did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole failure notion that we have today, it's just BS. When you really know it's feedback and when you learn from it, that's the difference. Mm. And then you have no choice but to move forward. Gotcha. Learning from, I mean, it it might not even be a mistake. It might just be a feeling you got um, that trips you up mentally. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I just, I've always kind of had that thing, like once I want it, I just go for it though. And I think knowing that the failure is just feedback kind of made me feel better. And even if I'm taking small steps forward, it still steps forward. And that's what matters. Not focusing on that little thing that bothered you, that made you feel, you know, fill in the blank, whatever that feeling was. I love it. I love it. So uh, I got a two-part question. First part is, what does success mean to you? Success means to me um, honoring your priorities. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to loosely use the word balance because I don't think everything can be easily balanced or com- completely balanced, but balanced for you. Mm-hmm. If you're giving 
you know, the amount of attention you want, attention to the areas of life you want. Um, for me, it's would be like my husband. He's my main priority, making sure that our marriage is solid and then my income to help the family. Mm -hmm. So success to me is making sure each of those have the amount of attention needed. So, so when you say honoring your priorities, you know, the, the one thing I do know about human behavior is what are priorities to one are not priorities to another. Mm -hmm. So, so when, when it comes to priorities, the one thing I do know about you is <laughs> I'm going to share my nickname for you. You are a beast. You are, when you go after something, you go after it with every ounce of your mind, body, and soul. And the reason, the reason why we call her a beast is because of how she performs in the gym is also how she seizes life. And, you know, I have a belief how we do some things is how we do everything and how you do the little things is how you do the big things. And uh, one of our mutual associates uh, had gone to the gym with Prima and within 15 minutes was flat on her back on the floor because when she thought she was done, Prima was just warming up. So, so, so what priorities are necessary for you? to be able to have that harmonized life, that, that success? My health is actually my main priority because if I am not taken care of, I then can't show up in my marriage the way I want to. I can't show up in business the way I want to. My morning workout, I do it first thing in the morning. I get up at six, get a little caffeine in my system and get going. And for me, that's my me time. Some people like to meditate first thing in the morning. It's like my version of meditating. So yes, taking care of yourself or for me is a huge priority. Mm -hmm. And then comes family and then business. So then you said, if I, if I want it, I go for it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, sometimes environments create obstacles. Let's just look at what happened in the world with the pandemic and, you know, the stay safe at home and the physical and social distancing. And, you know, being a massage therapist, it's not like you can shift your business over on Zoom, right? right. Yes. So what did that do for your mindset? What did that do for, for you as a business owner stepping back? And, and, and I know that, that it created an opportunity for you to start a new business. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to focus on, on the, the shift that had to happen with you because the environment shifted. I just had to kind of roll with it, to be quite honest with you. It was a complete shutdown. I, I go into people's homes too. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. There was a thing, you know, in the back of my mind, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to bring anything into someone's home. Um, to be quite honest with what I've learned from you, I'm able to roll with things and not freak out. Mm. Um, I pivot. That's all you do. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, really, like you have to take a step back, look and just respond how you can. I was limited for a while. And then um, 
just talking to with, with my clients, making sure they're comfortable. And, you know, I made sure to stay safe. I wasn't like going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to take it as it came. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I could do. And I actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, I think I had one client for a while. All of them dropped off because there was a lot of uh, my clients that were older. They were scared, totally understandable. Mm-hmm. And as things passed, I started getting a lot of referrals and it picked back up again pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually forgot that I'd lost all my clients. <laughs> <That's one. laughs> Talk about mindset pivoting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the main thing was I didn't freak out. Um, I've learned how to just respond like, okay, this is what's happening now. Let's give it, I mean, I, when we just had to give it some time because no one knew what the heck was going on. Um, and just getting back at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just moving forward. So how has, how has the comfort zone hindered you and helped you? It has hindered me because I stayed um, in an unhealthy environment for far too long in terms of work. Mm-hmm. And that showed up in your life in other ways too in the past, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's helped me by, so like with massage, for instance, I got really good at it. Um, I think I am, I had wanted to move out of the industry sooner, um, but I was scared because it's what I knew and I was mm-hmm. able to get really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to connect with people in a deeper way. Nice. Nice. So, so let's roll into that pivot that you did do. Mm-hmm. So you are transitioning, you're, you still absolutely do massage and yeah. you're a phenomenal massage therapist and part, part of your journey, uh, you got to face who you were and that was a very powerful woman who allowed herself to become disempowered. Mm-hmm. over a period of time because of choices that you made, relationships that you had gotten into and how you allowed certain things to define you and then hold you down. Mm-hmm. And after you had the ability to really look at yourself in the mirror and learn from things, you made the decision to share that. So yes. can you share with our listeners this transition and what you're working on now. Yes. Um, Yeah, that looking at myself and being like, okay, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Where are you? Come back out. Um, It really made me want to work with women and help women who had lost who they were. you know, being in the life I was with my ex-husband, um, moving around and um, it wasn't necessarily a lifestyle where the women, the wives were very respected. Mm-hmm. So it was a really big, 
thing for me. It was odd. It really messed with my mind. It really changed who I was. Um, so once being out of there, um, coming to your courses and learning through you, um, I really got mad, to be quite honest. I got mad at the fact that women are kind of are treated a certain way and their empowerment is, you know, I'll loosely say taken from them. Mm-hmm. And it really like fired me up like, okay, in what other ways are women being disempowered or allowing themselves to be disempowered? And I wanted, I want to coach women. I was like, okay, I want to coach women on, you know, showing up, being their best version of themselves, living life according to what's right for them, keeping their mindset. And where they have a strong mindset, keeping that. And if they don't have it yet, build it because it's possible. Mm-hmm. We can build anything to create whatever life we want. Agreed. I want to go back on something that, that you just said, um, where, where their empowerment was taken from them. Can, can something of that magnitude, can anything for that matter, really be taken from someone? Or does someone just choose to surrender it or hand it over or give it up? because of the place that they're in at the time. It's definitely a choice. Yeah. And I can tell you, I remember the moment I decided to make it a choice. I really do. And I also remember that the the time I decided to take it back. I remember (laughs) both moments. (laughs) So, so I'd like to go back to that because, because my, my, my question to you was going to be, What's the best advice that you can give someone who who has lost their empowerment, right? And I think understanding what goes on in the mind, the the second that switch happens, you know, because I do believe it is a choice. We know scientifically it is a choice. It doesn't mean that for some people who are in extremely disempowering environments uh, are making a a conscious choice, right? Right. It's just, it's the gray area. It's what they know. It's what they settle for. It's where they stay in because it's all they know. And anything outside of that is, is the unknown. And when we get to the unknowns, there's a lot about allowing ourselves or making the, the decision to step into that. So I know, I know that that beast inside of you was inside of you before you made that decision. So how did that flip for you to go from empowered to disempowered? And then how did that flip for you to go from disempowered to empowered? Mm-hmm. That one just an interesting one. I, you know, I, I had made the decision, honestly, to live my life for someone else. Mm. That's really what it was. I was away from family. I was away from friends. I didn't have anybody but my spouse at the time. And um, that's really what it was. I was like, okay, I'm going to live for him. I'm going to support his career. Um, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, now going back to empowered, um, I started listening to podcasts and listening to a lot of books. I found personal development and 
I just dove in. I was hooked, like book after book after book. And I really think that's why him and I really started parting ways because I was like, screw this. Like, no, this is who I am. I can't just do everything for you and not do crap for myself. That's not how life works. That's not how I want to live. So a lot of personal development. I ended up um, doing some therapy. It did help. And then once I went into success mastery, I freaking like exploded, like, oh, geez. <laughs> Here <laughs> I am. World. <laughs> <laughs> it really, and that feeling is just incredible. It's, I want every woman to feel, and I say women because I'm a woman, so I gear towards women. Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody should feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a woman, I want every woman to feel that intense empowerment Mm because it really is intense when you really feel it it's like yeah firecracker going on speaking of firecrackers (laughs) (laughs) i just heard your dog say i'm here (laughs) one of them stepped on the other one (laughs) so so looking at at someone who who has been barreled over by the the pandemic or or trying to figure out how to get back on on their feet or or get out of their way or really finally pursue what it is they have said all along that they wanted and just didn't take action on what kind of advice can can you give to them educate yourself dive in and educate yourself on what it is you want what you want to move towards, um, books, internet, you can learn so much to start with and then find a mentor, find, I mean, there's so many courses to help you get whatever you want these days. Um, find a class, find a course, cause that is where your life will change. Cause sometimes we can't do it on our own or you can for a while, but at some point you need help. We can't do everything on our own. Reality is, re- reality is, Prima, when, when we're part of the problem, we can't be part of the solution because we're incapable of navigating our blind spots. Because if you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what your blind spots are, then how can you ever navigate out of them if you don't even know where they are to navigate around them, mm-hmm. right? Yes, absolutely. So, so let's talk about sales. You know, because it's so funny, the name of the show is Sell Without Selling. And, and for me, it, sales is so much more than just the, the tactics, the strategies, the skill sets of, of the, the presentation and the negotiation and the influence and the close. There's so much more to it. And in my opinion, it all starts with who we are and how we are. And, you know, I say time and time again, we have to do the inner work in order for the outer to ever work. Mm-hmm. And when you say the word sales in a room full of business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals, it typically, you watch the oxygen get sucked out <laughs> of the room because it's almost like the dreaded topic. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell me, tell me what sales means to you. Tell me, tell me how you think about sales, because, 
you know, being a massage therapist, you have to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Transitioning into the coaching world and the mindset world and the empowerment world, you have to sell yourself. And reality is every person, every second, every minute, every day is selling themselves somehow. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about what it means to sell yourself. Um, for me to sell yourself is for one, listening and actually listening, not listening to start talking, <laughs> nice point. listening to what people are telling you. And when you're listening to them, you can, you know what they're really asking you. Cause you know, they'll kind of ask some roundabout questions, um, in terms of massage for sure. Um, and it's just listening and being present and just giving the answers to what they're asking, not trying to go for the sale, just having a genuine conversation. And especially with massage, it's, it's a vulnerable, it can be vulnerable. You know, you're on a table with no clothes on. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, making people know that they're safe is huge. Mm-hmm. It's really huge. So just being a person, that's, that's really what it is. Just being a person and being honest. It's actually quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's an amazing point. I, I, I personally think people make the process of sales really hard. I want to go back on, on a very key point you made. So many people listen to respond. They forget to listen to hear. You know, they're kind of formulating or always formulating the answer in their head as someone speaking and they miss so much of what's really being said to them. Mm-hmm. So how does someone listen to truly hear when they're disempowered? I mean, the itty bitty shitty committee's kicking off. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe they're the best in the best. They don't believe that they can get the sale. They, they lower their price because maybe it matches their self-worth. I mean, I could go on and on on all of the sales obstacles. How does someone engage in the depth of the human interaction if they can't even embrace themselves as the human that they are? That's where the mindset work comes in. You've Mm -hmm. got to work on your mindset, period. You, you're limited. Mm-hmm. You stay where you're at. You, you have to get, and whatever that means for the individual, you know, there's many ways to do it, but at the very least, get an audible, listen to a podcast. I mean, they're easy. You can listen while you're driving, but in my opinion, it's all about the mindset. Mm-hmm. Nothing so, if you so don't for, <laughs> amen to that. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, so on the mindset key, you know, how, how can someone shift their mindset? Now, now I, I have personal beliefs in this and, and this is where I really want to dance with you Mm -hmm. because I know that you're really moving into the mindset market and a lot of people don't even admit that they have mindset issues. Mm-hmm. because they focus so much on the external. They, they focus so much on the environment. I'm not disempowered. I have a very strong mindset. It's because 
COVID happened or the pandemic happened or we couldn't do this or we couldn't do that. And, you know, I got laid off right after 9-11 and I still built a seven-figure business. Mm-hmm. I got embezzled from and spent four and a half years in court and had to file bankruptcy and still built a seven-figure business. You know, once once we do the work, I mean, the real work, well, once we do the work, then we realize we don't have to lie to ourselves anymore because it was never about the external. It was always about the internal because we always had a choice. Do I, re- do I react or do I respond? Mm-hmm. So knowing that the majority of the population doesn't even think they have a mindset issue, what piece of advice do you have for them? Get real with yourself. Mm. Get real with you. Cause we know. We don't want to admit it, but we know, we always know it's all in there. Mm -hmm. Get real with yourself and take personal responsibility. Nice. That's really what it is, what it comes down to. I mean, when I split up from my ex-husband, I left, I was living in the South, drove back to California, with two boxers in the backseat of my truck (laughs) with $2,000 in my pocket and a $700 car payment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I, I have an, I mean, I have an idea of, you know, being like, oh crap, what am I going to do? You can do something. Mm-hmm. Just get real with yourself. I think that's probably one of the most monumental, fundamental, one of the most monumental, fundamental positions to take because so many don't. Mm-hmm. So many avoid stepping back and looking at the occurrences in their life, the experiences in their life, and they fail to realize they're the common denominator in all of them. And you're right, they do know, they're just trying to BS themselves, they're trying to love themselves through the life that they're settling for instead of creating. Yes. So how did you get real with yourself? Um, I just made the choice to, it was, um, I could no longer stand the BS. All that background chitter chatter was honestly freaking annoying me. Mm-hmm. I was just over it. I, I, I was not going to accept it anymore. Mm-hmm. And being around, this is a big one. Who's your circle? <laughs> Are they also buying into your BS? Are they feeding into your BS? Are they lovingly telling you, no, like that's, not a way to live. Like you can do better. It can mm-hmm. be better. So your circle's huge. That's an amazing point. You know, I remember the day that, uh, let's see, I, I woke up with 16 cents in the bank and uh, my, my stage story, the, the joke I make about it is, yeah, I woke up with 16 cents in the bank and I slept like a baby. I woke up every hour on the hour bawling my eyes out, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and I allowed myself that trauma and drama for 72 hours. I stayed in bed. I was, I think I was probably the lowest I ever was. And uh, I remember getting up and passing a mirror 
and really not acknowledging the reflection I saw. You know, people really don't see themselves when they look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I didn't recognize the person who was there. So I stopped, went over, turned on the light, came back to the mirror and stood in front of it. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't recognize myself. And this is after three days, three days. <laughs> and I remember coming out of my lips. I remember hearing this externally. Who are you? Mm -hmm. And not being able to answer it because I knew that I wasn't the me that I used to know. And I also know that I was going through a very big evolution. Mm -hmm. And then the only reason why I had gotten out of bed was because I had my coaching call. I, uh, I, ha I, I had a coach at the time that I had been working with for a few years and I had to go get my cell phone. I got my cell phone. I called her and that was the very first question she asked me because she could hear me. And so I saw myself and then someone who could hear me, she called me on it. She goes, who is this? Cause this isn't who I know. And I said, yeah, I'm kind of looking in the mirror and I don't know who's there either. Yeah. And the moment I met myself, it allowed me to really step back and go, where else in my life have I blown up my life? Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of work with my coach. It took a lot of immersion into trainers that would call me on my stuff continually. And I have to tell you, it was some pretty deep-seated stuff for me. And uh, the outcome of it was amazing. It absolutely was. And some people laugh and they're like, you only sat in that for three days. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Three days. Three days I was done. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't me. I didn't know who I was. Unfortunately, though, so many sit in it for so much longer because it is what they know. They, they settle for mediocrity. So, so knowing that, that people can have that itty bitty shitty committee, hold them back, knowing that this transition is all about mindset. Prima, how do they draw the line? How do they call bullshit bullshit and move through it? I get it. Just getting real with yourself. It really is. That's what it comes down to. Um, and you have to want it for yourself. You can't Agreed. try to get out of whatever situation you're in for someone else. Mm -hmm. um, That's a great point. Yeah, if you're doing it for someone else, it will never work for you. It has to be for you completely. So you just challenged people's, uh, I'm going to say their, their, their inner voice. And, and you challenged it a multitude of ways. Number one, by, by getting out of your way. Number two, by, by you have to want it. Number three, by getting, getting uncomfortable. And number four, which is, in my opinion, one of the biggest challenges you threw out to them. And that was uh, getting real with who their inner circle is. Mm -hmm. 
You know, one of the biggest fears I hear all the time is I don't want to lose my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? I've had those thoughts and feelings too, even Mm -hmm. with family, because, um, my, I mean, my family is a kind of has the, uh, victim mentality Mm -hmm. and that's what I grew up, um, hearing a lot of that kind of verbiage Mm -hmm. and, um, if they are truly meant to be in your life, they will support your evolution and they'll be there when you come back around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, have people go through seasons and the people that really love you and really matter. And sometimes you have to tell them, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm experiencing. And if they're there, when you come back around, great. If not, it's really not your problem. Yeah. I, had a, I th- that same coach, that same coach, uh, we had a very similar conversation. And, and I remember her telling me, Stacy, it's really important to understand that people come into our life for a reason, a season in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And you, when you meet them, you only know what it was when they left. Right. And it's never about them and it's always about you. So allow yourself as relationships exit to look at if it was for a reason, a season, and if they never leave, then you'll always know it was a lifetime. And you never really evaluate anything about them. You only evaluate about you because you're the common denominator in every relationship that you bring. You know, We just uh, wrapped up a class the other day And we had a student in there that stayed later and pulled me aside. And the student said, I I really don't know what to do. I I feel myself shifting. I feel myself changing. I I came to this class because I didn't know myself anymore. I didn't like myself anymore. And and I want more. I want more out of life. I I I want what I've always wanted and I'm ready for it. And I'm tired of anything less than that. And I am married to someone who wants below average. I'm married to someone who accepts mediocrity or less than that. I'm married to someone that sabotages every every growth opportunity we have, every time we take one step forward, we get knocked back several because of choices they make. And I I don't know if I want to leave this person because I truly do love them. Mm -hmm. And my response was, you know, the beautiful thing about transformation, the beautiful thing about developing ourselves personally and professionally, the beautiful thing about evolution is everything is a choice. See, we get to understand that the people that we're surrounded by are doing the best they can with the tools they have at the time. And the key word is at the time. And as we are evolving, we become much more forgiving because we know that everything in life was never about them and it's always been about us. And what makes it even better is when they see us striving to be the very best version of ourselves, they have a choice to look in the mirror and make a decision 
am I really showing up as my very best? And the beautiful thing is that becomes a choice. Mm -hmm. They may choose to do that and they may choose to not do that. And through that journey, because that's what life is, through that journey, they then get to make choices, which then allow you to make choices. And you can continue to hold the space that they're doing the best they can with the tools they have and you love them for who they are. Or, and they get to do the same thing. So you either grow apart or you evolve and still love them for who they are. Mm-hmm. It's just really important to make sure you're always surrounding yourself in situations where people want the very best for you and ask the very best of you. And when you deliver those excuses, when you deliver those reasons, they call you on it. Mm-hmm. And what you said about um, in your evolution, you learn how to forgive forgive mm. it is so true a lot of stuff that in the past i would have taken personal that's shifted so much and i forgive people so fast mm. and that's big i mean that just puts your soul at peace it really does it and does it, yeah that just really stuck out to me it's like yeah when you evolve that forgiveness comes so effortlessly And it's so funny because I've had people come up to me and go, so what does any of this have to do about business? And I, all I can do is smile and just answer everything because reality is we're incapable of seeing anything in anyone that doesn't exist within ourselves. So if we're carrying around all this baggage, if we're carrying around all these stories, if we're carrying around this desperation then reality is all we're doing is, is projecting it out on other people. We're expecting them to deliver it all back to us. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We continually attract the lessons that we need in life. Our unconscious mind seeks it out. So as you evolve, you attract more evolved perspective clients. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's not, the, the objections are no longer about time and money. Mm-hmm. So evolve yourself so that you get to meet a higher level of perspective client so that the conversations that you get to have from that point forward are different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because as I've evolved in um, having my own massage business, I don't even have to ask if they want to rebook. They automatically are like, oh, let me rebook right now before you know we get too far into you leaving, like as I'm packing up. So I don't even have to ask anymore because of the type of people that I've attracted to myself mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. the evolution. And it was, I mean, I even going <laughs> to people's houses, looking back, it was the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Like I've been doing this for over a decade and all of a sudden I'm nervous. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I, I I saw a meme and, and, and I'm, I'm going to have to just uh, blanket explain it because I, I I can't remember it right off the top of my head. So the meme was the $500 client complain, ask for more, complain, ask for more, complain, ask for more. The $5,000 client money deposited. Let me know what else you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, exactly. So welcome to the signature question of the show, Prima. And the signature question of the show is what does selling without selling mean to you? Selling without selling means to me showing up in an authentic way. Mm, I love that. Being present. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Showing up in an authentic way and being present. So welcome to the random round. See, I believe that success leaves clues. And I like to have conversations that allow our listeners to go, you know what, I love that. And I want to extract that and apply that to myself. So I have a couple questions for you. All right. Question number one is what does your morning ritual look like? Morning ritual. Wake up. Um, Beast out in the gym. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I pretty much, I wake up, I give myself about 30 minutes, get into the gym um handle business in there and as I get ready for the day I'm listening to a podcast or a book um depending on what my schedule looks like what time I have clients I'll get some other studying in there um studying on learning um the coaching business Mm -hmm. that's something that I've added Mm -hmm. and um typically typically get on my way to seeing my clients nice Um, how do you uh, decompress? How do you allow yourself to recharge? That is a good one. It's always something active for me. Mm. There, um, I live in an area where there's a lot of hills, so I can do an easy hike, not anything too crazy. But moving is how I decompress. Mm. I'm not one to sit on the couch. I actually don't really like to sit on the couch and watch TV too much. <laughs> I do it because the husband likes it and you know it's a little bonding time together mm-hmm. but the impression for me is I bought skates that's been fun oh been wow roller blades or or skates. roller skates. skates okay that's been a really good one because it takes me back to being a kid I almost get giddy when I'm yep. doing it. that's been yep. a really good one for me so yeah decompressing is just getting getting moving, moving. and really doing something that makes me feel silly that's what I really like. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And my last question, one more. I know I said a couple. I'm going to throw one more in there. Uh, what's your favorite word and why? Resilience. Ooh, I like that one. Why is that your favorite word? Because if you're resilient, you can conquer anything. <laughs> <laughs> Resilience is big. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Prima, it has been phenomenal talking with you today and having you on our show. If our listeners are listening right now and they want to reach out to you, where can they find you? What's the best way to, for them to connect with you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Prima underscore Unchained on Instagram. That would be the best place to find me right now. Prima underscore Unchained? Unchained yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We'll make sure that ends up in the show notes. I got to thank you so much. You've been absolutely amazing. And I just, I could, this podcast could go on for hours. Your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, 
I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.